This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. We're live, we're ready. Go. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live from AMI headquarters in the center of it all. Holy moly! This the most genius, unbelievable, is the most amazing, sensational, dramatic in history. The neutral zone. It's good! Oh my goodness. Hello, welcome to the neutral zone with when you're mid-sentence and then the mic goes on. That's that awkward moment. I thought Jeff was going to uh, throw my mic on earlier because I was mimicking the uh, the intro. Welcome to the show. This week I'm joined by Cam Jenkins, Jeff Ryman, and Brett Wills. Gentlemen, how are we doing? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It seems like I've had a month off from this show. It's uh, It's been a while, so it's kind of good to be back. First one in 2019 for you, eh? Yeah, it feels like it. And over the Christmas holidays wasn't here and had a great holidays. Lots of uh, Christmas cheer, a.k.a. <laughs> trips to the uh, LCBO. It was, yeah, it was a fantastic holiday. Can't, uh, yeah, it was a great time off. You know, I can't speak for the other two gentlemen in the room, but uh, not being able to see you for a month was... Uh, Exhilarating, no happiest time of your life. You, you know, I was I was a little sad. Sad? Why were you sad? Well, I, I wait, asked... wait, wait, hold on a second. You were sad to miss Cam. I, I asked Santa Claus for something special underneath the Christmas tree, and when you oh. when you weren't under my Christmas tree <laughs> on Christmas morning, part of me broke. Would oh. Santa be? Uh... I, I talked to Santa. I asked him to make sure he put a piece of coal underneath your tree. Did that end up happening, or? Oh, there was something black underneath the tree, but it wasn't coal. It was your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. I'm glad you got the uh, 2019 down pat now instead of saying 2018. Oh. So that's always good. Do you know and- what? That was, I got to thank our listeners. Absolutely nobody ripped on me for that, except for these three hooligans in the studio. Minus Cam, because he wasn't here. But nobody <laughs> ripped on me on social media the whole week. I'm going, oh, God, someone's going to comment that I said see you next year. And, oh, yeah. You but, know what? Everybody makes mistakes, though. It's true, but it was one of those. I, I, I make mistakes weekly. Hourly? Or? Well, <laughs> well, hourly, we were only on air for an hour here. So, oh, <laughs> fair. So the only mistakes you ever make is just on the show? Is that no, what you're no, saying? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. But, but, but the three of you and Dave sometimes remind me on the regular that I keep making mistakes. So. Uh, we all make It's mistakes. how we learn in life is by making mistakes to be better people. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can, uh, you can feel that this is going to be a, a good show. And today I got that vibe when I saw you too uh <laughs> before we came in here i thought hey, this is gonna be a good show oh you so, know we uh haven't been really doing any uh twitter uh debates or uh arguments lately so by yeah. the way i heard rumor that there's gonna be an argument brewing later on i was hearing this by the elevator <laughs> Something oh like... i was probably just talking smack oh, okay. uh, i don't know if it's going to happen but i think there's always arguments when cam and brett are in the same room because they seem to have Varying opinions on a lot of different things. They're like That's oil. Great. They're like oil and water. Basically. By the way, Brett, you know that poll, poll that you put out that I was excluded in because apparently I'm all over the network and that, Jeff, that that was the only reason why you were Je- excluded. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is just about all over the network daily, and you put him in there. Yeah. Who won no, that poll? Point. Did it? Did you? Did you get those results? Cameron. Oh, nice. By oh. Uh, by. 
a lot because I know oh, it was Jeff a, and it Cam was a were land, pretty close. No, it was a landslide. Uh, I'll, I'll try to pull it up quickly. Uh, Let's see. He's gonna embarrass you because you and, were, and, and that's fine. You were hoping for your own. To Brett's credit, he did text message me. He didn't put it out in the world for everyone to see, but he <laughs> did text message me with the results, saying congratulations to me. So. All right, I've got the results here. So uh, this is exactly what the tweet said. <laughs> it says uh, it's been a long holiday. This is obviously over the holiday season. Uh, we aren't quite back yet, but we want to know who your favorite personality on our show is. You're not allowed to vote Brock, as you hear him all over the network. <laughs> but and, yet Jeff gets Jeff, excluded yeah. from that. <laughs> Jeff's <laughs> like, yeah, he's hey, probably more over hey, here by the Brock. Hey, himself. listen, when I, when I made the tweet, the, the thing about it was that Jeff is brand new to our program. Fair point. Fair. Fair point. So the 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 four that were involved in the poll was Dave, Cam, myself, and Brett. The results are pretty staggering. Cameron, 45% of the votes. Jeff with 40%. Brett with 15 And poor Dave with 0%. But Dave's not on Twitter, so I can Dave's understand that's fair. why. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, that's probably that's, one yeah. of the reasons why he didn't and get And we were all retweeting this. We probably got some fan votes from our own followers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cameron, are, are you broke now that you've paid off every single follower you have to vote? <laughs> uh, no, I still got some money in the bank, actually. So, you know, with the side job that I have going here, I'm able to use that money to buy off votes and still kind of come out ahead. So, yeah, yeah I'm good. Oh, well, yeah. And how about you? Like, obviously, did you not put any money to buy your votes with only, what, 15 or 16% of the vote? Well, I had two votes because I have two two, two Twitter accounts, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So you why, did, why didn't any of your friends vote for you? I have no friends. They're just colleagues and acquaintances. <laughs> Brett, Brett, you see, that was the one thing you really needed to, to leave out was the fact that you had two Twitter accounts. You should have just left it at, yeah, I had two votes, but they were really yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Dude. God. I just don't even know what to do with that. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to talk a little uh, NFL. We're going to talk a little... NHL, we're going to talk a little NBA, and we may even slide in a little bit of uh, Russell Martin um, trade talk. We were going to talk about it now, but we're kind of running low on time. So all that coming up uh, this hour, and stay with us. We're going to take a break. We'll lead off the show with some NFL and the divisional round playoffs. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone on AMI Audio and Voices for Ability. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills and Cam Jenkins. I want to put this out there because we're trying a new segment. Uh, well, not a new segment, but a, a last about four or five minutes where Jeff's going to throw some topics that we might not have got to, and we're looking for a name to this segment. So if you want to tweet any of us, you know where we're at. Uh, at Neutral Zone BR, at Neutral Zone Cam J, at Neutral Zone Brett and Jeff, I can never remember yours. At J Rhymes, J R Y M E Z. So if you've got any ideas, once you hear the way the segment's going to be, now in future we're going to have music in the background and it's just going to be a quick thing. But once you hear what we're going to do, give us um, a tweet or email feedback at AMI 
ca. That would be another place. Or leave us a voicemail, one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. All those places you can leave your feedback. Uh, well, the uh, wild card weekend um, finished up with some games that Brett told me by text. He lost a few years on his life because uh, some of those games were um, were quite entertaining. Let's go game by game uh, briefly. Uh, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers defeated the Baltimore Ravens 23-17. Thoughts, Brett? Well, I think if Baltimore wanted to win this football game, that they should have put in Joe Flacco at halftime. Saying that, they had a very uh, good comeback in the fourth quarter. And uh, just uh, it, it's still keeping my Super Bowl prediction alive. So uh, I'm happy as heck about that. Jeff? Is it bad that that's the first thing I thought, too, is that, hey, Brett's uh, Super Bowl <laughs> prediction is still uh, intact. Uh, Son of a... I, I almost somewhat agree with you is in, in the sense that they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Joe Flacco, who has played okay throughout the season, obviously went down with an injury, in came Lamar Jackson, and he never looked back. And they started Lamar Jackson, who was, by the way, the youngest quarterback in the history of the NFL to start a playoff game, which is pretty darn impressive. And I really like him as a quarterback, but at some point you might think, Hey, we've got a veteran quarterback who's been there and done that before. Yeah. Why not just put him in? How old is he? Uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he just turned 22 the day after his game on, mm-hmm. on this, on the Monday. So uh, he was uh, obviously the youngest quarterback in history, which is impressive, but uh he just didn't look comfortable in the first half, picked it up a bit in the second half, but uh, it wasn't enough. And the Chargers are a tough team to beat on the road. I believe they're undefeated so far this season on the road, and they're on the road again this week, which we'll talk about in a bit. But you got to like Philip Rivers. He uh, came out to play, and uh, I'm kind of glad the Chargers when I'd really like to see Philip Rivers get at least one Super Bowl in his career. Did you not say, hang on a second, because... I'm thinking back to those promos I've heard. Did you not say that Philip Rivers is be the league MVP? Like way he back? did. So that could even still like. I don't think it's going to happen. To be to be honest with no, you, no, neither do yeah. I. But it's still possible. It's, it's still a pretty decent prediction. I mean, he, he's not having an MVP like season, but he is having a pretty darn good season. So who's having an MVP season? I think Patrick Mahomes. Guy threw for over five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, and kind of what is a rookie year because he was obviously a rookie last year but never got much playing time if at all i think he started maybe the last game for kansas city of last year and this was his first full year playing as a quarterback in the league and to put up those numbers is pretty staggering cam any thoughts on the uh baltimore los angeles game before we move on to the next one no, it's just kind of sad to see that Los Angeles won because I don't want Brett's uh, prediction to come <laughs> true. So you know, I guess that's pretty much my only thought there. He will, you know, you know what will happen because he because he predicted this so long ago. Yeah, he will not. I let just us, don't want to give him the credit. That's he, all there is to it. He will not let us live that down. I had a promo that had my prediction on it that I was right. And this, and that. if like, he could frame predictions, he would end up yeah. doing that. Uh, so, but I actually, you know what? It would be cool your prediction. So I'm I'm still rooting for you. Um, well, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles squeaked by the Bad Chicago Bears, Bears um, 16-15, which you can thank a double doink, according to the uh, commentator 
after uh, missing a field goal. Now, this whole missing a field goal, it wasn't totally a miss because it was proven later that it was deflected. Thoughts, Cam, on this? So it was deflected by one of the uh, players on the field? On the def- on yeah. the defensive side. So it was on the defensive side. Yes. And then it happened to hit the upright. Yes. And it did not. Not only did it hit the through, upright, it just hit it and did a double doink. Hit the yeah. upright, went down, hit the crossbar at the bottom, and still did not go in through the upright. That has to be some of the worst luck in NFL history. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. And does this guy still have a job? He yes. is currently still employed. <laughs> well, actually, he missed. What did he miss the week before? Uh, we're talking oh, about. Oh, he missed the week before, too. Uh, Cody Parkey. Cody Cody Parkey missing I think it was three or four field goals the week before. He's missed a number of field goals this year and I mean I'm surprised his, he still has his job. Though. His contract apparently is guaranteed. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. Who the heck gets a guaranteed contract in the NFL? <laughs> well, especially, especially when kickers. you're a kicker. Hey, kickers are people too. <laughs> yes, I, and I totally agree with that. <laughs> you know, I was Kickers uh, are people too. I was watching um uh, Bob McCowan on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and he said, you know, he said, if I really had the the ability to still kick, he said, I'm sure I could still land a job as a kicker in the NFL. <laughs> but seriously, how many kickers get guaranteed contracts? Probably not many. Yeah. They seem pretty disposable, as, as we've seen plenty this year. Exactly. In the first couple of weeks, I think a couple of them, lost their jobs because of missed field goals. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns kicker. He was released after uh, that that pretty exactly. big miss. But yeah, you got to give it to Cody Parkey, who basically said, hey, guys, it's it's my fault. He, he came to uh, defense and said it, it's all on him. Meanwhile, it That's was That's because he took ownership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He took ownership. He manned up to it and said, hey, it's... It's my fault. And you look back at the replay, and it was tipped, which obviously had a huge factor in it missing. And the guy's a class act, and I know people in Chicago hate him, but the way he manned up to that is uh, pretty hard to do, especially in a city like Chicago where football is massive, (laughs) basically. Um, So good on Cody Parkey. Especially if it was tipped, then that's all of a sudden not his fault. It's not even completely his fault. I mean, maybe he said he could have kicked it a little bit higher or something, but even still, if it's shows his good character if he said something. Exactly. And Kobe Bryant actually tweeted him saying, hey, keep your head up. I've been there. I've done that. Obviously, not kicking a field goal, (laughs) but he's missed shots. And you just got to go work and then come back next year and prove everybody wrong. And how uh, he should be deserving of having an NFL job. You know, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I, I was one of those guys that uh, hated Cody Parkey for about 10 minutes because he uh, he ruined my uh, my streak last weekend. I was 3-1. and one. Yeah, I was So four. when you uh, say uh, your streak, is this just your streak or did you actually uh, bet some dollars on these games? No, no, no. When, no is that when, why when, you when, put when, the when, dollars when, towards no, the when, games and you should have put it to your Twitter followers instead for that poll? Uh, uh, uh. No, but when we were in the studio <laughs> last week, uh, I I, uh, I picked uh, every winner except for... The, the one game. The one game. Okay. I, I believe I was four for four. Just saying. I don't think Ooh. I'm going to be that way this week uh, because I'm going to go out on a limb. I think both Brett and I are going to 
die on the same limb because we were chatting before. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. I, I <laughs> want to um, just kind of run over the other scores. If anyone's got anything to say on it, these games, just uh, jump in. The uh, Colts defeated the Texans 21-7. And Dallas um, defeats Seattle 24 22. Anyone got anything or you want to move on to this week? Andrew Luck, I think uh, he's the real deal and I think uh, you know he may make it to the Super Bowl. I pointed out last week that Andrew Luck is play, is uh, the NFL player, uh, comeback player of the year so I uh, I have no doubt that uh, he's going to be uh, great this week as well. Moving on to this week's game and this is where we're, this week's games and this is where we're going to get into some uh bets, I'm sure, because uh, we like to do this. The Kansas City Chiefs host the Indianapolis Colts at 435. Today, thoughts and who are we picking? Cam? I just said I think Andrew Luck's going to go to the Super Bowl, so I've got to pick the Colts on this one. The Colts are like 8-0 and or 7-1 and in the last 8 or 9 weeks. Yeah. So, so I mean, something like that. Yeah, they have one loss, I believe. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, uh, I have to pick the the Colts, even on the road. Yeah, even on the road. Uh, I really like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in this league for years to come. But he's uh, he's never experienced this sort of situation yet in his career, and um, they still have a problem at running back because of what happened earlier in the year. Jeff? I am going to go the opposite. I'm going to say Kansas City just because of Patrick Mahomes. And he did have 50 touchdowns. He threw for over 5,000 yards in essentially what I just mentioned was kind of like a rookie year for him. I just don't see... I know Kansas City's defense isn't the greatest, but when you have a guy like Mahomes at quarterback, I don't think it really matters how many points Andrew Luck scores on Kansas City. I think Patrick Mahomes will score more. more. And uh, an impressive stat that I read off yesterday on The Pulse with Dave Brown is that Mahomes and Luck have combined for 89 passing scores this regular season, the most in any quarterback matchup in postseason history. Just let that soak in. These two quarterbacks have thrown for 89 total touchdowns between them, the most in NFL postseason history. Pretty darn impressive. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think the key to this game is the running game from Indianapolis Colts. They had 200 yards against a Texans defense last week. That's pretty impressive with Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt on that defensive line. So what are they going to do against the Chiefs? That's their defense. I I think that obviously Luck's going to put up his numbers. Mahomes is going to put up his numbers. But I think where things could sort of be a little bit different is that rushing attack for the Colts. But having that said, I don't see Mahomes in Kansas City losing. And they always say that uh, defense wins wins championships. So it's going to be a question of which defense uh, can stop the offense at the uh, opportune time. And a lot of the time, it's you know, there's two kind of key points in. Well, I guess there's three. There's your first drive because that sets the tone. There is the first drive after the half, and then there is your last drive in the fourth quarter. That really, in my opinion can make the difference in the NFL. Of course, people are going to say, yeah, but there's all kinds of drives in the middle. But I really think those are the three points where you're going to really have to 
you put up or shut up in the moment. It's either going to be your defense or your offense. So very interesting uh, game uh, to watch. That's the one that I have uh, marked um, today to watch. I'm going to watch both, but that's the one I'm really excited to watch. The second one is uh, still today at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Dallas Cowboys versus Los Angeles Rams. Thoughts? Let's let Jeff go first on this one. Sure. I like the Rams in this one. Uh, the Rams finished the regular season first in offensive efficiency uh, in the NFC. So their offense is obviously one to look out for. They have Jared Goff. They have Todd Gurley, uh, Brandon Cooks. So many different offensive threats. And their defense is also superb with Aaron Donald basically anchoring that defense and their line is good. Their linebackers are solid and their DBs are, are pretty good as well. Um, having that said, the Rams surprisingly allowed a higher yards per rush average than any other team in the league. And I think that's where things could cause them a bit of problems because they're going against the Dallas Cowboys who have Ezekiel Elliott, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. So I think if there's one thing to watch is is Ezekiel Elliott against that Rams defense. If Ezekiel Elliott can get going, I think that that could cast some problems for the Rams. But Dallas is 3-5 and five on the road, which I think could be a big factor in this one. So I like the Rams. Brett? I like the, I'm going to go with Jeff as well. Um, just because uh, if I don't go with my uh, prediction from week one, <laughs> I, I look like I'm some sort of clown. This more so is than I already am. <laughs> more so than I already am. So, um, if uh, if the Rams don't win, um, I, I'm going to put this out on the table. Uh, Jeff can, has a week or so to to prepare for it. I'm willing to eat whatever. Oh God! <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Well, uh, last week, last time it was pickled onions. I think they're still in the kitchen. I should go There's check. They're probably expired. Uh, so if they're expired uh, and I lose, please don't feed them to me. Actually, I think I saw Andy Frank munching on them earlier this week. Oh, well. Really? No. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I was going to say. just like, I really wonder what these tastes are like. <laughs> no, no, Jeff had some really... I uh, hope he's in his office, by the way, listening to this show. <laughs> Je- Jeff had some really interesting points. They've, they've got some really solid uh, players. Uh, their, their quarterback is good. They've got, they've got a decent running game. Um, they've got uh, the best defensive player on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Well... The Rams do? The Rams do. Mm-hmm. In Aaron Donald. Well, now, just to kind of be a jerk, because of the thing that uh, Brett just put on the table... I really want to see Dallas pull this out. But if you're asking me from a, a realist, I'm going with the Rams. I think the Rams are just going to be that much better. But Well, we'll I did a deep dive into all of the statistics as much as like Jeff did. And, uh, you know, with all of the statistics that I dug up and um, with all of the information that I got, um, I based my opinion of who's going to win based on that I absolutely hate the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. So your research showed you that you absolutely hated the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, I hated them, but all the Mm -hmm. research and I'm just basing my opinion that I hate the Cowboys. (laughs) Fair enough. That Uh, just made my head hurt. All right, and the starting um, then, of course, we have the um, New England Patriots game 
Oh, no. Am I missing one? Hang on. No, no. You got it. Yeah, yeah, so no, Patriots I got it. and Chargers. Yeah, yep. Patriots and Chargers. What do we think? Is this kind of – let me just set this. Is this kind of where we're going to see the end of um, Tom Brady or are we going to see them pull it out? Who wants to go? You know, this is the game of the weekend <laughs> that I'm most nervous about because if, Can't bet against if, if, New, if New England loses, I'm eating something again. And so that'll be two for one weekend. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna put something else on the table for New England. Yes, yeah. So he's got to eat twice. So I have to eat twice. Oh, this is fantastic! I gotta check the schedule. <laughs> have you been in two weeks in a row now, or what? Like, are you last week? Yeah, I will eat. I will eat when I get back. Okay, darn! We have to wait an extra week to make. That's okay. Sense. That's oh. way you can build up his appetite. No, there's a week next week. I don't. Let me it, is there a Pro Bowl weekend before the Super Bowl, or is it afterwards? On. Yeah, so we'll, we'll still be in the football mood. Yeah, that's all that matters. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I will make sure uh, Brett eats something. No, the next time <laughs> he'll be in is uh, the twenty sixth. So better drink some um, Pepto. Oh, actually, no, that's the one you had to get out of because you. It's the weekend of the, the weekend of, of the London oh, Blizzard I won't be there either. Yeah, London. and then we have the remote, and you're not in the. So it'll have to be. Uh, the week after the Super Bowl, if he... Uh, so if that's he, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I'm willing to give you my my picks for the Super Bowl. And, so you're going and, for the and Chargers. Bet, and bet with that as well. <laughs> so so times three. We will we will make sure to call you next next week to... Uh, Maybe like a pickled onion your, sandwich or something. Your, uh, bets in this one. Uh, Cam. Oh, man. Are you betting against the Patriots? Nope. I'm going with the Patriots. Why bet against Brady when he's just done it over and over and over again? I think the Patriots are going to pull it out and uh, go to the next round. I have tried this year over year. I always say the Patriots are going to fail, and I always lose. So I'm not going against the Patriots. The Patriots are going to win. Jeff? Yeah, I, I'm with you for basically the same bre- reason. I hate the New England Patriots being a Buffalo Bills fan, but Tom <laughs> Brady is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And Philip Rivers is 0-7 in his career against Tom Brady. It's going to be in New England. The Chargers on the road again. And yes, I know uh, the Chargers are 9-0 and this season on the road, which is pretty darn impressive. But in a playoff atmosphere, in New England, going against Belichick and Brady, arguably the best tandem in the history of the NFL. It's kind of hard to go against that. Now, you may not know this uh, right off the top of your head, but did the Chiefs play the Patriots on the road in that 9-0 and record? I am not sure. We'll, we'll get Jeff to look that up during the break. and Because uh, that would be a very interesting uh, stat if they were part of that 9-0 and uh, uh schedule there and but i still not betting against the patriots those are our predictions for this week we will oh you got something else there's one more there's uh, one more there's one more game uh, philadelphia and new orleans you're right i missed and and, and that's okay i I keep looking at cameron's hat and that's the only reason i that's the only reason i've been reminded um I want to say Philadelphia, but because I, I'm because I know, I'm wearing the hat. Because I know Cameron's going to say New England, but I can't. New New England, or sorry, New, New Orleans. Orleans. Nola. It, New Orleans is uh, going to win, and I, I actually think that they're going to run roughshod all over them. Cam, 
Uh, who dat? I'm going with that. And once again, it's based on a lot of deep statistical uh, information that I've gathered, which is my sister lives <laughs> in New Orleans, so that's why I'm going for uh, the Saints. Who dat? Uh, yep, can't go against the Saints. I've got the Saints too. Jeff? So you're all on the Saints. I'm going to go Philadelphia. I think that you can't uh, doubt them any longer. They uh, have basically proven everybody wrong the last two years. I don't see how uh, they they can lose this one with Super Bowl MVP quarterback Nick Foles at the helm. But I know New Orleans is a pretty <laughs> Why are you laughing? How can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> I'm half joking. But I don't know. I, there's something about Philadelphia that... You just can't go against like the uh, double doink last week. They should have uh, lost, but they didn't. Yeah, uh, I just, I just can't week. go against Philadelphia any longer. I love the Saints, though. Um, and Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints, I was telling this on a couple of different shows. He brought in the Lombardi Trophy he won and two hundred thousand dollars in cash to the locker room this week to show his players what they could have in a couple of weeks if they win the Super Bowl because. Not only would they have, obviously, the Lombardi Trophy as Super Bowl champions, but every player would get a $200,000 bonus for making a deep run in the playoffs. So that motivated his players. But like I said, there's just something about Philadelphia. They don't really have a great team on paper, especially with Nick Foles at quarterback. But there's just (laughs) something about them the football gods love. He can't even say Nick Foles' name without (laughs) a little chuckle. So it's kind of... I doubted them all last year. And they proved me wrong, Jeff, and I just can't go against them anymore. Are you willing? Are you willing to eat something if any of your predictions are wrong? Sure, I'll I'll eat something if Philadelphia loses. But how can you go against Drew Brees? And with the heartache that the uh, Saints had last year, I think they've really learned something from that. And I don't think that I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl too as long as the Colts and the Saints can be in the Super Bowl together. By the way, I looked up the Kansas City Chiefs did lose at home to the Chargers. So the Chargers were on the road when they beat the Chiefs in Week 15. Oh, there you go. All right, so that is our NFCFL divisional round deep dive, and we will see how our predictions do. And we will talk about uh, next week, and we'll make sure to get Brett on the uh, phone because he need, we need to count how many pickled onions he will actually eat. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, give you a little dive into the NHL world from a Canadian team perspective. All that and much, much more coming up on the second half of the Neutral Zone. It starts right after this. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone on AMI Audio and Voices for Ability. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills, Cam Jenkins, and Jeff Ryman behind the glass. By the way, did you hear that? There's one of those promos uh, floating around, Cam, about Jeff being behind the glass, and it's uh, it's on AMI Audio now. Uh, it's Remember that day that you said, why is Jeff behind the glass? Yeah, they've turned that into a promo now. So it's- And then I, I think I said, uh-huh. because they don't want me throwing things uh-huh. at Brett... Yeah, and I'm gonna have to listen to that promo. I haven't heard that one. It stops dead at the. 
I don't think they want me to throw something at Brett. And then it goes, the neutral zone. All that, all that <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's a, it's a good it's a good promo. I, I welcome things being thrown at me. Well, you might get a couple of pickled onions thrown your way in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. Uh, and I hope they're not expired. Otherwise, he'll just have to buy new ones. Well, wouldn't it make it better if they were expired? It just add to the grossness. Absolutely. What was the other thing? And if I drop dead, Jeff? Hopefully uh, you have good life insurance. Exactly. What, what was the other thing? <laughs> I know you, uh, CPR. What was the other thing you were considering uh, buying the one time? It was either pickled onions, and I can't remember what the other I think one there was. There was like some like liver in a can or something. I don't know. I just go to Walmart and look at their <laughs> canned food section, whatever looks their the most disgusting. Section. I was thinking dog food, but that's so generic, and I don't think anybody really wants to eat that. So I think, hey, people actually buy liver in a can. Why not just get that? You should get him uh, some milk bones uh, for dogs. <laughs> would you prefer? <laughs> would you prefer three, th- possibly three spoonfuls of, of uh, liver in a can or uh, pickled onions? The pickled onions, because at least I've had them before. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you actually, I think you secretly enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had stomach gas for the remainder of the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Too much information. <laughs> All right. Let's before we get too far into that, uh, let's talk a little NHL. Um, let's not start with the Leafs because uh, we always seem to do that. Let's uh, start in Edmonton, first of all. Edmonton's kind of gone through this phase where they did okay. They got rid of uh, Todd McClellan. The new coach came in, which some would say can light a fire. And now they've seemed to kind of level off, but they're still... Kind of in the playoff picture. Thoughts on Edmonton or what? I think they need to make a trade and get somebody to actually play with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, it looks like their lines are Leon Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Alex Chason, which is actually not too, too bad. But earlier in the week, I think a lot of people knew that Zach Cassian and Jujar Kara were playing... First line minutes with Connor McDavid, and I don't think that's really going to do it for Edmonton. So I think there's a couple of intriguing options that the Edmonton Oilers can potentially trade for offensively. Wayne Simmons is that one guy every single team, I think, in the NHL is looking to uh, trade for. He might be a good fit with Edmonton, can give them uh, 30 goal scoring capability as well as a little bit of a rough and tough up there on the first line with McDavid. Uh, but they, re- I think they really need to find something and someone to play with McDavid. Cam? Uh, well, you can't really disagree with that. They need somebody to play with McDavid. And their defense, they need to get a little bit better on their defense. And even more so, it all starts with the goalie at the end of the day. And the goalie needs to be a little bit better as well. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of holes. And I don't know how they're going to be able to fix them without people losing their jobs at the end of this year because I think they've got to make it into the playoffs and they've got at least to win a round uh, in order for Shirley to keep his job. Yeah, like I'm surprised he still has his job. Um, if you're McDavid, Brett, and you're playing with this team, what is going through your mind? Not on the ice, because obviously you're going to tell me while well, he's going to play a hockey game. But afterwards, what's going through his mind as a as an athlete yourself? What is, do you think? Is it humanly possible that I can get out of here? Really? Yeah, seriously. Out of Edmonton. Out of Edmonton. But the thing is, is that if they if he wants out of Edmonton, 
then Edmonton's going to get fair value or as much fair value as possible. And what team is he going to end up going to that is going to be a good team? Because that team's going to have to deplete their team just to get McDavid, and he's going to be in the exact same situation he is now. See, this is why I just talk sports, and Peter Shirelli is the general manager in Edmonton. He can deal with that. And he's not going to have to deal with it much longer because he's probably not going to have a job and that's just by it. the end of the year. I think the Edmonton Oilers have a couple of pieces that may be intriguing trade um, trade proponents here. I mean, Jesse Pugliarvi, who was, I think, the third or fourth overall pick from a couple of years ago. A lot of people thought, wow, this guy's going to be a great piece along with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Hasn't really turned out to be what everybody projected him to be. Maybe they can flip him for somebody, and I think he would get a pretty decent return being so young, drafted so highly, and maybe just a change of scenery would be pretty beneficial. They've also got Kyler Yamamoto, who I think is a decent prospect, and I know you don't really want to trade away prospects, but at this point in time, when Connor McDavid is playing uh, basically in his prime, even though he's only 22 years old, you really want to get him people that can play right now. So I think there are a couple of trade pieces that the Edmonton Oilers do have in their organization right now that could actually get them a couple of key players to play along with McDavid. So I'm not really sure what Shirelli is going to do. I think he is the worst general manager in the league right now. Uh, I'm not really sure how he has a job, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And you have to also give Shirelli a little bit of credit for attempting to make some moves on the defensive end. Uh, He did call up Caleb Jones. Uh, maybe Those are switching minor things. league moves that he minor made. Minor league, that's what I'm saying. A little bit of credit in acquiring Brandon Manning, who is a maybe sixth defenseman on a team, which he is on Edmonton. And I'm sure Connor McDavid is flattered to have him in the lineup, as we all know <laughs> that uh, he ended up breaking McDavid's arm in his rookie year. But they have been attempting, and I say attempting lightly to bolster their defense, but still hasn't really done much offensively. Jeff, is Kyler Gamamoto actually a good hockey player? Because he yeah. he's the same size and the same weight as my five-year-old nephew. <laughs> what we're, we, we've, seen, wow. we've seen everything oh. change in the NHL where I don't think size matters. Look at Johnny Gaudreau. He's probably the same size as your little nephew, uh. and he is the Hart Trophy candidate, I think, uh, uh, league leading heart trophy candidate right now. I don't so. think you can compare Johnny Goudreau to Kyler the Gamamoto. I'm not, but you brought up the size thing, and I don't think size is really an issue anymore. Uh, all right, all right. Guys, I have a question. If you're Peter Shirelli, <laughs> are you really working as hard as you can with this team to save your job? Or do you see the writing on the wall and you're just thinking, get me out of here? Cam? Get me out of here. <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree with Cameron. Surprise, surprise. Because if he gets fired out of Edmonton, who's in the right mind is going to hire, hire him again? Again, Yeah. I, I just think Shirelli's time has passed, much like Brian Burke's time has passed. I think they're sort of stuck in the old mind frame of we want big truculent guys. Milan Lucic was probably the worst signing for Edmonton in recent mm-hmm. memory. He has not worked out. He obviously was a great piece for Shirelli in Boston. I don't know. I I think it's time to sort of phase him out and bring in somebody new, maybe a younger generation, much like what we've seen around the NHL with Arizona bringing in a young guy, Toronto bringing in a young guy. Uh, I think it's Edmonton's time to sort of bring in a new, fresh mindset to hopefully replenish their roster. 
All right, let's talk quickly about this uh, East team that's come to my mind here. Cam, is Montreal really for real enough to maybe get into the playoffs? Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, well, they may be able to sneak in there right now. I think uh, overall they're, well, they are. They're 14th overall in the overall standings in the NHL. Um, they've shown a lot of heart, a lot of hard work uh, this season, and that's going to win you some games for sure. So uh, they may be able to sneak into the playoffs. And with Carey Price, it all starts with the goaltender. If he's able to, you know, steal some games, which he's been able to do this year, you never know. I don't disagree with Cameron, except for the fact that Carey Price has to stay healthy in order for them to win hockey games. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to tell you that no, that they're Is not he out this week. Or? They're not. They're not going to squeak into the playoffs because Carey Price cannot stay healthy. Yeah, that's kind of where I am too. I've 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 uh, seen this team play a little bit as of late uh, because I'm enjoying my uh, Super Sports pack that I have for free from Rogers. Thank you very much. Uh, but it's. Uh, I just don't see it. Like, Carey Price has got to be in the net, and if he's not, this team of, you know, a bunch of guys really won't be able to get it done. Jeff, quick thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, Carey Price is actually playing tonight, so that's, I guess, a plus for the Canadians. If they can get him going, I do think they have some, somewhat of a decent team. I think they're one of those bubble teams where they could squeeze into the playoffs, but they're going to be... Somewhere around that wild card spot. But let's also be fair. If they squeeze into the wild card spot, guess who they got to play right off the top of the the the, the playoffs? It's going to be like Tampa Bay because of if you get into the last wild card spot, you got to play the top yeah. team. Well, so you're gonna... there's some things that are like certain in life: death, taxes, and Boston playing Toronto in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm hoping they get Buffalo. To be perfectly honest, but we'll see. Speaking of Toronto, they're going to play uh, Boston just quickly again, wraps up their season series. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Toronto's just kind of humming along as we go, but we will touch on the other teams that we did not touch on. Jeff will have to remind me which ones we didn't touch on because I won't remember in a week. But uh, yeah, You we'll... guys should talk about Calgary next week because they're a uh, top Canadian sure. team in the uh, uh, overall standings. So. Winnipeg is doing uh, great as well. Ottawa, not so much. <laughs> and as I have in my notes... A lot of Canadian teams are in the playoff hunt, with the exception of Ottawa. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, stretch drive post-All-Star break. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to try a new segment. We're also going to discuss a little bit of Toronto Raptors. It's going to be an overall quick segment, so stay tuned for that. We'll be right back here on The Neutral Zone on AMI-audio and Voices for Ability. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone on AMI Audio and Voices for Ability. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett, Cam, and Jeff. Well, some people have reached out to me and said, remember when you said you're going to do something different with the podcast? Yes, we're still going to do it differently. Uh, Jeff is uh, gathering um, some uh, good content that we're going to be putting out in the coming weeks. We just have to record something so that there's a little disclaimer. And you will get to hear the inside scoop of the neutral zone. So look forward for that. Um, the Toronto Raptors, uh, well, they're just kind of humming along, doing their thing. Um, they kind of stumbled against um, 
San Antonio, they didn't just stumble, they got actually killed by San Antonio, and then they kind of bounced back against uh, Indiana on a tough back-to-back. What we say about this team, Cam? I think they're a resilient team. Uh, they have um, had a lot of injuries lately. Kyle Lowry's been out. Uh, some of the other players have been out as well. And uh, except for the San Antonio game, they've still been in uh, quite a few of the games and been able to pull out some wins. So, and then you throw Kawhi Leonard in there. Uh, he's starting to play more and more. I don't think he's been out for as many games uh, for back-to-backs recently. So Because there hasn't been those back-to-backs as much. Yeah, so... That's so you know, if you're going to have injuries, you might as well have them now, get them out of the way, and then get everyone healthy going in the playoffs because that's the only time that it really matters is uh, to be healthy in the playoffs. So, yeah, the, they're just humming along and uh, showing some res- resiliency. I'm going to just put this out on the table, and you guys can do what you need to do with it for the next two minutes before we do the last uh, little bit of our show. Nick Nurse, Coach of the Year. Am I nuts? No, absolutely not. I don't think so. I think uh, he's up there with deserving because this is his first year as the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Yes, he's familiar with the organization, but whenever you're the head coach, things sort of change because you get to choose what you want in place as your system. And last year with Dwayne Casey, we saw a more defensive side of things and now with Nick Nurse he's more three-point oriented and we've seen them shoot a lot more threes so it's a different thing it's a different beast so I I think for sure in the way that uh, the Raptors are playing I think it's fair a fair assumption to uh, consider him at least as a candidate for coach of the year. Now what do you say to those people that would say well it's the same team that Dwayne Casey had with the exception of Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Cam? I think that it's a huge difference uh, for the reasons laid out by Jeff as far as the style of play that they're doing this year. Um, And I think that uh, Ibaka as well as Valanchunas, the way that he has utilized those people playing in the front court and playing center, um, they've both been playing superb, but they have not been playing the full minutes. They've uh, been very uh, good at um, kind of splitting the time up between the two and uh, both of them being very effective um, especially during uh, certain sequences when, um, you know, it favors the Raptors. So I think Nick Nurse has done a wonderful job in being able to create this team, getting the strengths um, out of this team um, based on Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard also coming over. And I think he's definitely a Coach of the Year candidate. Anything more to add there, Brett? Just... No, I, I mean, I have to agree with Cameron and with uh, Jeff. When you have a, a guy come in with a different ideology, and uh, he uses the same players essentially that he had last year on the team with the exception of uh, Green and uh, our uh, our friend there, Kawhi Leonard, um, who I guarantee will be back next year. Another pickled onion, please. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Um, you just really like scrolled right over that like it was nothing. Really? He's going to be back? Well, well, uh, I think that uh, when, when you when you have a different ideology, uh, then uh, you're going to have a different way that the team's going to play. So one of two things is happening here: either Brett's going to be right with all of his predictions, or he's making these outlandish predictions on purpose so he has to eat something outlandish <laughs> just to you know. 
Yeah, we'll see. Why man. are you talking about it's Outlander? A... Outlander is that? Isn't that a movie or something? Outlander. <laughs> All right. To finish <laughs> off the show, I don't want to get any more into that because we'll start hearing about stomach gas again. I don't. I, I don't <laughs> care. So, to finish the show, Jeff's got a few topics. We're going to do this really rapid fire for sure. the next two minutes. Go. All right, so we mentioned off the top of the show, Russell Martin traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this. You guys, uh, are you guys sad to see Russell Martin go? Sad to see Russell Martin go. However, this is the way to uh, create a different uh, environment. You need to get younger. You need to move on uh, because there, there's no room for Russell Martin. They, you've got two really good up-and-coming catchers waiting in the wings it would have been really nice to have him here maybe for another year maybe not so much as a player but maybe as a bench coach or some sort of special assistant to whomever but uh it it was time for russell martin to move on up next we have uh, rick nash he decided to retire after 15 years in the nhl 34 because of concussion symptoms is he a hall of famer He's absolutely a Hall of Famer with the pedigree and uh, the results that he's been able to do over the years. I think he's a shoo-in Hall of Famer. I agree. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, just he's he's also proved himself to be a leader. So it's uh, you know he's he's a good guy. And 15 years is a long time. Lots of hockey news to get to. Columbus Blue Jackets uh, general manager Yamro Kakalainen and Sergei Bobrovsky sat down yesterday. They say everything is okay. After a quote-unquote incident yesterday in Columbus, do you guys buy that everything is A-OK in Columbus? It would have been nice to find out exactly what the incident was. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll never know. We yep. will never know. Bobrovsky will not be back in Columbus next year. They are better off focusing all their attention on Panarin. They need to sign one or the other in order to succeed in the Columbus marketplace. And finally, one more we'll squeeze in here. Jeff Skinner, Gabriel Lindisclog, Leon Dreisaitl, Chris Letang voted in as All-Stars. Like or dislike? I think they're all good choices. I think they've all had fantastic uh, years this year, uh, you know, playing in the NHL, especially Skinner being on a new team with uh, Buffalo, I believe it is. So I think they're all good choices to be in the game. Absolutely. And that is our first edition of Something we have yet to name, so we will name it in a couple of weeks. There will be music, as I said earlier. So if you like it, tweet us. If you'd like to see something different, tweet us. We're open for communication. That is the end of our show for this week. I'd like to thank the one, the only, Brett Wills, Jeff Ryman, and Cam Jenkins. I am your host, Brooke Richardson. I'd also like to thank uh, Matt Agnew for helping us out. And, of course, our manager of AMI Audio is Andy Frank. Tune in next week because you never know what may happen when you enter the neutral zone. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.